Welcome, historians. Host Austin he they she and host Brenda she her have been waiting for you. Come along for secret histories of nerd mysteries. Welcome to episode 78, we're pretty sure, of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. I was going to cold open. Damn it. <laughs> no, it still it still counts. Just just keep... Hey, everyone, just... We're going to be quiet for like four seconds and pretend that's how we open the show. Just go, just go along with it. So I went on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to Vegas two weeks ago? Time is fake. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. So I think on Monday, I'm like 100% officially out of the, the COVID danger bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Vegas. It's my first vacation since 2015. That wasn't an anime convention I was working at. So Those work doesn't count as vacation, Brenda. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you don't have to preface it with besides when I worked. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on a plane for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And this was literally like days before the whole kerfuffle with the mask mandate on public transit getting pulled. I'll get to that in a bit. But anyway, I'm on my way to Vegas mm-hmm. and it's me and my friend and we're sitting down and we're on Southwest. So it's like, Oh man. Anarchy. <laughs> it was going pretty smoothly. So we mm-hmm. leave Chicago. We flew from Grand, Grand Rapids to Chicago. And then we mm-hmm. had to fly from Chicago with a stop in Oklahoma uh-huh. in which you don't get off the plane. It just stops and lets more people on. No, so, wait. No, wait. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> that's like That's like when you're in a car and you're picking up all your friends and you're like, Oh, hey, could I pee really quick? And they're like, no, we're not going to be here long. And then you sit exactly. there for 30 minutes and you're like, I think I could have peed. <laughs> exactly. So we're like, we stop in Oklahoma. My friend and I, like, Southwest has like three seats in a row. So we were like, oh, we're not going to get like a seat that's just us. We're going to sit next to a stranger. But on the way from Chicago to Oklahoma, it was just two of us and an empty seat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are the odds of this seat staying empty? Which is mm-hmm. pretty low because the, the play was absolutely uh, full of people. Mm-hmm. So they're finally loading the people from Oklahoma on. And this one, I'm, mm-hmm. she had cheerleader, ex-cheerleader energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, she was like maybe like early 20s, mid 20s. I can't tell, but younger than me. Mm-hmm. And she's like um, opening all of the closed suitcase things. Which are closed because there's no room, so they close them when they're full. So she's, like, opening them all to try to find a spot for her suitcase. And then, like, the stewardess is just like, ma'am, those are full. Those are full. And finally, like, she's just like, okay. And then goes back up to the front, puts her suitcase away, and then, like, comes back down. And then she, like, sits next to this, like, 12-year-old kid. And then she, like, puts a bag next to her. And then she looks at me and she's like, can I put my purse here? Because my sister's going to sit here. And I was like, the energy is already bad. And I was just like. (laughs) Okay, because, like, can't say no. 
I mean, I could, but I can't, you know? And yeah. I'm like... I mean, her asking okay. was already weird. You're like, I'm a, I don't I know. own this airline. If that was my seat, I'd be sitting there. Hindsight, I should have just said, it's first come, first served, and then put my <sighs> backpack there. <laughs> but I didn't, so she puts her purse <laughs> there. <laughs> first come, first serve. Her? What? You? Too slow. Too slow. I, my backpack sits here now. <laughs> so she's... She's like sitting across the aisle from me and then she gets up and goes to the restroom, which chill, cool. I don't think anything of it. People get up all the time. She comes back and sits down and then the stewardess comes up to her and leans in real close. And me being like an absolute snoop, here's the stewardess say, if you vape in the bathroom one more time, we're going to have to evacuate this whole plane. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you vape on an airplane? Excuse me. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. So, okay. So, like, I, you know, silently, so as this lady isn't hearing me, I go in my notes app and I type out to my friend. I'm like, hey, this chick just vaped in the bathroom. So, things are progressing strangely. So that one of her sisters arrives, sits down next to her. It takes a while for the sister that's going to sit next to me. have you not taken <laughs> off yet? We have not taken off yet. Not all the people are on the plane yet. <laughs> People are still arriving on the plane. So, so finally, you were like in the air. <laughs> no, this is before we leave Oklahoma. So they could have very well just evacuated the whole plane for this lady va- vaping in the bathroom. You know, which if if no, people don't know, vaping can set off fire alarms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what happens if a fire alarm goes off and you're in the air? Nothing good. A, nothing good. I think the plane would have to land. <laughs> I think are there I'm just imagining the sensory the overload. There's, and yeah. the mask have to drop oh. too, right? Like it, you, it's it's a panic situation. Fortunately, at this point, oh yeah, the masks, all the oxygen masks would come down. Yeah, it was like we're not even in the area. So finally, her sister comes back and sits next to me, and she's like a little more little more put together than the first, the younger sister. <laughs> um, still is a mess, as we will find out soon. So anyway, <laughs> we finally get in the air. The uh, the youngest sister has to be told to put her mask on numerous times. This is still when the mandate was in effect. So mm-hmm. they have to keep telling her to put her mask on. And we're in the air. <laughs> Finally, we make it. So I start dozing, falling asleep. Um, you know, sitting. I'm just sitting out with my little little pillow in my arms. And I'm just, you know, dozing a little bit. And then suddenly I'm wet. <laughs> like, my <laughs> knee. There's water on my knee. <laughs> like, uh, and I oh. wake up like, oh. Like, I make the most disgusting noise, like, oh, when I looked down. And the lady next to me had ordered, like, a Jack and Coke or something. Mm -hmm. So there's booze all down my leg. She spilled it on me. No. (laughs) And I'm just, like, I'm trying to process what's happening and sitting there and staring. And and then I'm just, like, and she's, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm just, like, I smell like alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even so then, in Vegas yet. I know. So then I'm like, okay, well, that was like a, an unfortunate accident. So then at some point, this lady gets up to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. And th- this all goes pretty normally. So anyway, my my leg is bad and I needed to stretch it. So while she's not in the seat next to me, I kind of like, you know, lift my leg up and stretch it to the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and in doing so, I accidentally very lightly brush her sun hat. That was sitting on her bag, which is supposed to be underneath the seat in front of her, but was not. And so Mm -hmm. um, the sister, the first sister who vaped in the bathroom sees me do this and grabs the hat. 
from her. From <laughs> I where I actually grabs her leg. No, she grabs the hat and then jams it under her seat and looks at me, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" It was just like the most gentlest brush of mm-hmm. this hat, you know. Like I didn't like stomp on it or mm-hmm. kick it or like touch it. I brushed it ever so gently, and mm-hmm. she just grabs it. So, <laughs> lady's back. She almost spills water on me again, and then at some point during the flight, she gets um markers out what i thought were markers but turned out to actually be paint pens <laughs> and so she oh. she like gets his paint pen out and starts shaking it and if you ever used a paint pen you know that sometimes paint goes please and no <laughs> and so it did <laughs> and it didn't get on me but i'm just oh. sitting here like what else could possibly happen you know like i had like my lounge fly bag on the ground and i was like oh god did they get my bag and fortunately no it got a little Jesus. bit on my pillow she's already and I'm just, spilled a drink on you i know i'm just like what else could possibly go wrong like and i think that was it let me consult my notes app really quick because this whole time i'm just um you know because i can't like talk to my friend about what's happening i have to type it down and show it to them and um one note I took says, um, it says, uh, <laughs> I have extra leggings, but I'm going to reek of booze. I was asleep. I'm okay. And then I tried to put, um, Daijobu as the weeb say, and it came out yeah. as Daikon I as the weeb say. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I love uh, this for you. Yeah. It's just like, it's, um, it was a lot. And I had not even landed in Vegas. And like, Vegas is normal compared to this. Compared to yeah, the experience a, I just a, had. Absolutely why I've never had that bad experience on a plane. It was it was a lot. You know, I was like prepared for like mask drama. I'd like psyched mm-hmm. myself up like, you know, like we could have to evacuate this plane because people are piss babies. And no, I didn't. But also that was not the only time someone vaped on a plane. Because <laughs> on the way what? back to Grand Rapids <laughs> I'm sitting in my chair and I'm like, oh, I smell vape juice. And I'm like no, they no, and I'm like I don't I don't see anything, and then <laughs> turns out the guy in front of us was I'm like what really what like really gets me is what possesses people to think they can vape on a plane. You can't please. vape in a restaurant. You can't vape inside most buildings. You can't vape inside of a Target. Why you're on a plane? Like why? It's astounding. Why do they think like surely I can vape? Like what? I would I would assume most like frankly the way the world is set up most things I want to be doing I can't do really anywhere but at home. Exactly. And it's like if you need like if I I get it. Nicotine is an addiction. If you need yeah. nicotine that urgently, please get some gum. Buy some for fucking the gum. You're on a plane double. You're listen, on a plane, you need gum. Two birds. You get two birds yeah. for one deal. It, w- <laughs> it was so long. Anyway, that's the big story I had to tell for my trip in Vegas. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the Guy Fieri restaurant at the Link. It was incredible. God, I, I'm so jealous I, of you. Oh, I love that it was man so, so good. Much. Yeah, um, my friend wore a flame shirt. <laughs> and impeccable. Like, and like all of like the drunk bros at the Link were just like, "Oh my god, it's Guy Fieri!" And then like we're going to the restaurant. And they're like, "Guy Fieri's going in the restaurant." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I ate I that just, chicken I sandwich. You were with I know who you with. I know. I know. They have purple hair. They're- <laughs> they are. They're not like. 
opposite of Guy Fieri because they're so far removed from Guy Fieri. It's not, they're not even, it's not like they aren't on like the Guy Fieri meter to rate. They're, they're, <laughs> I get, they have similar, per- they're both very nice people. That's about, <laughs> they both own flame shirts, I guess. You like hold up a picture of my friend and then of Guy Fieri to these bros and you're like, which one is Guy Fieri? And they're like, oh God, they look identical. <laughs> I what I really hope is that they weren't doing a bit and that they told everyone they saw Guy Fieri in Vegas. They seemed very earnest about it. It was it was like you know, with like bros that are drunk, it can go very bad. And this was a mm-hmm. great interaction. It was good. And then while I'm eating, when I ate the chicken sandwich like an absolute monster because it fell apart because it was like so saucy and good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah no, no, no. Like trying mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. eat it like a monster. And as I'm eating, we're outside, like right up against like the the strip, and this lady like comes up to like the gate separating us, and she's just like, I'm a psychic. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> good. <laughs> and, she, and she's like staring, she's like zeroes in on me immediately, just ignores my friend, just zeroes in on me, and she's just like, she's like you have a good aura about you. And I'm like, thanks. Good. And she's and she's like, and you're a psychic too. And I look her dead in the <laughs> eyes and I say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I with the amount of times you've accidentally done shit on the show, I don't I don't disbelieve you. We're I don't so know she- what we're gonna do from this show, but something from this episode's probably gonna become a thing. And we're we'll like, our bad. Oops. So she gives me her card and then she like finally seems to like notice my friend for the first time and she apologizes to them and leaves. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not a psychic piece, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Like, it was so much. Vegas is great. It was really fun. We saw a magic show. We <laughs> Incredible. We, I love yeah. that for you. I'm glad that great. you were able to do that. I know you've been uh I know you had like Tickets and plans for a while, and just like I'll just keep pushing it back. And I know it was at the point where like uh, airlines were done letting people do that. <laughs> yeah, so and they were like, "We can keep your money, I guess." So it it worked out because like the weather was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the Neon Museum and didn't have to wear like coats. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was fun. So yeah, we were That's supposed good. to originally go in January, but that's when um, COVID was at an all time high again. Yeah. So we were like, no. Well, I'm glad Not you got this to. time. Also, BTS was in town. <laughs> I love those. The my favorite member is T. Um, I like <laughs> the one. That one. <laughs> I don't know any BTS. I have no idea. If you're a BTS fan, I'm sure they're lovely people. There's like a pop up shop happening. <laughs> Wow. So, like, you tried to get into the pop-up shop, but it was $25. Yeah, absolutely not. I was like, aw. Well, what's the news got in store for us today? <laughs> uh, today, I have some news for you. So, way back, uh, especially by the time you listen to this, as this way back April 8th, um, Discovery bought Warner Media. This was kind of a big I- thing that we did not mention. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention it. I didn't know what happened. Until other news came out about Discovery looking to, like, Kevin Feigeify the DC line. And I was like, why would Discovery get any sale for that? Oh, because they bought Warner Media? Question mark? Uh, <laughs> so I found yeah, that out I, in between us recording because that's when, like, the other news came out. 
I didn't know about it until I was like following some HGTV drama because that's my life. I love you and so there, much. There was some drama that Joanna Gaines had gone over to the the Warner Brothers side of the company, and what mm. does that mean for Discovery Plus and blah 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 blah? And I was like, well, oh, juicy. And so we do know we know a few things. Remind people, Warner Media uh, is a lot. Warner Media owns HBO, HBO Max, CNN, Warner Brothers, DC Films, New Line Cinema, TBS, TNT, True TV, Cartoon Network, slash Adult Swim, because they're two separate companies that we mentioned a few weeks ago, Turner Sports, <laughs> Rooster Teeth. Oh. They they own, like, half of the CW with Paramount. I didn't even know that. Yeah, what? <laughs> I had no idea. That is, like, the big names. They There's, like, a list of shit they own that are that's just, like, sure, why not? Uh, uh yeah discovery whatever disney does not own yeah is warner essentially yeah uh they used to uh have us take in crunchy roll because they were with at&t oh. which, which oh was, yeah but i don't know if they're getting oh but then that got bought up by funimation there's a lot going on in media in terms of like companies lot. it's so much uh discovery has it's less, but a lot. Discovery Plus, the Discovery Channel, you know, HGTV, Food Network, TLC, Investigation Discovery. I don't even know what that is. Travel Channel, uh, Animal Planet, Science Channel, and Oprah's Oprah Winfrey Network. The buyout happened for forty-three billion dollars. Uh, so they and they bought it. They bought it from AT and T. Uh, they did not take AT and T. That deal would never be approved. I hope. <laughs> I mean, you'd think, but you'd now think, nothing. But yeah, I nothing gets I stopped. I don't know why AT&T sold Warner Media. AT&T is has been like buying a lot and then getting rid of it, so I want to know what they're doing, frankly. Yeah, I don't know what their plan is cuz like they wanted Warner Media and it like didn't re- give them the returns they wanted. They like fucked everything up and then we're like, "Eh, we're out." And it's yeah. like, "What, you, what <laughs> did you want from this?" They're like, "This is boring now. Uh, I'm going to go, I don't know. I'm going to go buy like basic cable. What? See ya." uh i have no idea what they were doing no absolutely no clue what they were doing um they got 40 billion dollars of the sale in cash and the other three billion is like finance credit boring business stuff i read it's Um, like um it's like the government wouldn't let them buy other phone companies and they're just like well we've got all this money burning (laughs) in our pockets if we get into the media we need to diversify our income so we can get more tax breaks for like Three years, and then we'll say fuck it. Exactly, though. <laughs> uh, Warner Warner Bros. is now Warner Brothers Discovery. That's the new name for Warner Media. Um, it it all happened. It felt very quick. Like they have a logo, they have a name. There's already a bundle to get Discovery Plus and HBO Max together. They already announced they have plans to make them one hub. Oh my god. Um, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, they they did a lot. My biggest question, um, for me, so I get HBO Max free through AT and T. Am I gonna yeah. keep that? <laughs> I would like to yeah. keep that. Yeah. Do you get to keep that? Like, what's it no, run no out? One has, like, no one has said anything. To, I haven't gotten an email. It's been almost a month, so I feel like it's <laughs> like I feel like that's something to have to alert people of. So maybe that three billion like finance, like that's part of the deal. Like until it's done, they get to keep some old deals or something. Yeah, it's like, your whole relationship with HBO Max is just you trying to figure out, like, how long you get to have it. <laughs> what do I get HBO? I just got it back. Please. I know. I still gotta watch Jellystone. I haven't finished watching Jellystone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really weird. Um, when I was reading more about it, uh, AT&T essentially said they wanted all of the money to invest more in telecommunications again. So, like, they're like, well, I'm bored of being a TV provider. I'm going to go back to buying all of the cell phones in the world, I guess. Leave T-Mobile alone, please. <laughs> Listen, they better watch their back. They want to invest more in 5G and in fiber optic internet and all of that. All of those, like, buzzwords. Um, I don't yeah, think I that's like what's going on. I have I have no idea what's going on, but for them to let go of Warner, Warner Media is a huge... Was it, it was a huge, huge. fucking deal. Yeah, huge and nobody deal. It's that weird that no one shit. talked about it, right? When yeah. it got like when this happened, because it was a when AT and T tried to acquire Warner Media, people were like, "Oh fuck, here it comes!" Like the four companies are going to finish buying everything, and they'll be four companies. So I, I don't. Now it's over, and it's like nobody cares when Discovery does it. Like it's what? weird, and it's, especially what? like no offense, Discovery. Where did you get forty three Discover- billion dollars? <laughs> I don't know. I think Discovery makes good money because, like, they've got all that true crime. That's people true. Love, people love true crime and garbage relationship dating shows. <laughs> like, I think what's weird is because it's like so, f- and it probably makes sense why they want it Warner Media. Like, it's so far outside their wheelhouse. Like, Discovery makes like TV that's like unscripted. Unscripted. You need, and you have no opinion on it. Yeah. Like. like People watch a are house gonna, show and yeah. move on. It's like they make the most neutral, like, plain mashed potato TV. Look, I'm going to fight about that last season of Rock the Block because that is <laughs> a farce. <laughs> the whole show is a farce. Are you telling me that... <laughs> One second, I have a side rant. Austin, Please. so Rock the Block is a show where they get, like, a bunch of HGTV hosts together to mm-hmm. renovate, like... They've built these brand new houses that aren't decorated in the inside at all. So these people mm-hmm. have to, like, work on these houses every week to try to get the house that's worth the most. Like, that's uh-huh. the clincher. Is it, it has to, it has to be worth the most at, during the appraisal at the end. But then they're also supposed to, like, decorate it and make uh-huh. it look flashy. But the flashy doesn't count in the end. And they have to, like, do these challenges, like, incorporate the color red. Incorporate this metal thing we found. Uh, and- uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's just, like, it just kind of comes down to, like, who n- knows how to add the things that make the house appraise the most. So you mm-hmm. have, like, the team that has the actual real estate agent on it uh-huh. that always wins. <laughs> y- yeah, wait, how, why is that even a, why is there one team that's, like, we have an expert. <laughs> yeah. And like the past two seasons, it wasn't as egregious. Like the first one, it was like, okay, Jasmine, she's not a real estate agent. There weren't any real estate agents this season. So it's like, okay, this is a competition. And then the second season, the real estate agent was like the underdog of the whole thing. Like she didn't win a single, her and her husband didn't win a single challenge, but you're kind of rooting mm-hmm. for them. And, but then the third one, you have like, uh, Egypt and her partner, I don't remember his name, but she mm-hmm. rolls in and she's like, I know exactly what to do in order to win this. And she's just mm-hmm. like systematically, like not rigging it because it's the, it's just broken to begin with. She just like mm-hmm. systematically immediately adds like a bunch of square footage to her house and no one can compete mm-hmm. at that point. So then alternatively, you have these two guys from Detroit who are like 
building this like incredibly beautiful house like it's like wow that's cool that's interesting what you did there with Mm -hmm. the architecture Mm -hmm. but it doesn't count (laughs) (laughs) and then the rest of the time you have these two sisters they're twins they're like in their 40s that are so unparalleledly annoying (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're the worst they just like squeal all the time they're like and it's like shut up please you're older than me be quiet (laughs) I want Brenda to get on this show, just so she can tell <laughs> these people this to their face. Anyway, let's say rant about that last season of Rock the Block. No, I, I'm... Hey, I'm sorry they did that to you. It wasn't fun to watch, because <laughs> Egypt had just immediately won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I figured out what AT&T's up to. They have a bunch of debt. Ah, that'll do it. <laughs> they had, at the end of 2021, uh, over $150 billion of debt. Wow. Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they were doing to cure that kind of debt. Again, they owned Warner Media. This is kind of what Kmart did, though. Like, yeah. Kmart bought a whole bunch of shit when they really could not buy a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Sears is just the, the end of the tail end of everything that Kmart bought when they should not be buying things. Man, yeah, they, they really messed up buying Sears, huh? <laughs> yeah. They- that was not the one to get. It's like, when they did it, it wasn't quite as bad, Mm -hmm. Um, but oh my, why? (laughs) Like It wasn't like it was doing, it wasn't like Sears was doing good. It was just like Sears still existed. Um, Kmart had run out of, because they were trying to sell everything that they had bought previously. So you've got Builder Square, you've got um, Sports Authority, you've got Mm. um, Borders, like yep. just a ton of companies that they were just selling off left and right to try to like get money. And then when they didn't have any money, they bought Sears and then they killed Sears and themselves. <laughs> like, I know what we'll do. We'll drag someone down with us. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's so perplexing. Sorry, I'm on another tangent. No, no, K-Mart. it makes no, it's, in- I think it's interesting because it feels like how these companies, uh, I'm glad Warner Media didn't have that happen. I don't know. I mean, AT&T really, I mean, they got $40 billion in cash. They really, I mean, $150, $150 billion plus in debt is like, I can't fathom that. I would I would shut down. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and I know that, like, while they, I think it was while they were together, they made, like, some bad investments. So, like, Crunchyroll wasn't a good investment for no. them. But even further into that, they tried to, like, buy other smaller streaming services. Mm-hmm. So one was Drama Fever, which was, like, a K-drama yeah. app. And they bought that, and they were like, oh, this isn't profitable at no. all. And they, like, killed it. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's where I watched my K-dramas, but okay. <laughs> Bye. So I'm glad some people made it out, like Crunchyroll. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, Crunchyroll being picked up by Funimation, which is Sony now? Uh, yes. Is all kind of a lot. Like, we'll see what happens. It's weird for us, right? Because, like, Crunchyroll and Funimation are really, like, the two... They're the two for, like, anime in the West. Yeah. Netflix uh, was trying to compete. And we'll get yeah. back to Netflix in a little bit. Netflix is trying to compete. You know, they've got, like, JoJo, which is, like, a really big one, and Blue mm-hmm. Period, which is, like, pretty successful, and Comey can't communicate. But, like, they, they just releasing anime in big chunks like that and making people wait. Anime it's fans don't wait. That's not what we do. Anime fa- <laughs> they They're do like, not wait. I- I'm watching it every week when it, I'll, I am up at 3 a.m. for the simulcast. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I was here at 11 o'clock this morning for Spy Family to come out. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> if you make an anime fan wait, I'm not watching it. Someone has already fan subbed it, and everyone's already seen it. Yeah, like no, but nobody waits. No one's gonna wait. There's such a culture to like knowing what anime is in season for like big anime fans. Like either they're gonna watch it now, or they're not gonna watch it for four years. Like there's no, exactly. there's zero in between. Either you are watching it the season it came out, or it's like. Six years from now, and you see a random video when you're scrolling Facebook, like, oh, that's good, and you and you watch it then. Like, there's... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that Netflix model and is not conducive to anime. When I got into anime, I thought they would change it up, but it's weird because, like, they don't, like, the Bake Off comes out weekly. Yeah, Blue Period and Comey are coming out weekly, but JoJo is not. No, that's not what you do for the big one. No. <laughs> I don't and know I what to, to wait- tell you. Yeah, and I have to wait till July to see the Conan spinoff. It's out now. Why am I waiting? (laughs) Why do I have to wait? It's out now. Like, and I wonder if that's why like B stars didn't like really pick off, like pick off, kick off, pick up, kick off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see what you mean. I think that's yeah. It's like you don't really see like a lot of like B stars merchandise at Hot Topic. Like, yeah, I saw a Lupin shirt at Box Lunch. What? Like, wow. But B stars, which is like furry, furry bait. No, furry yeah, I mean B stars is like should be the shit. I mean Dora Hidoro should, should be. have been the shit. Uh, Dor- yeah, Dora Hidoro's yeah, like. But the I mean, and speaking of Netflix, like so Netflix has been canceling a lot of animated projects. Um, and some, I think I saw some like some live action projects. It's something is happening at Netflix. Nothing good. Nothing good. Something is clue. There's like projects being canceled. There's um massive pe- layoffs. Yeah, people talking about massive layoffs. Uh, and this is like this is like on Twitter. This has like not been picked up by a major publication yet. Uh, this is like these people have this happen. They're like, well, my NDA is gone because just got fired. So anyway, this just happened on Netflix like an hour ago. Yeah, it's um, like they're all just like being like very public. Like this was the show I was working on. Here's the announcement. Here's what they did to us. Like it's all over. And I I'm hoping news sites pick up on it soon once like the dust is settled and it's like mm-hmm. more apparent like what the full scope of it is. Yeah. Because right now we don't know the full scope. We don't know everyone who's no. been laid off. We don't know every project that's been canceled. Mm-mm. Um, we know but a couple like yeah. Bone, which is like Bone. God, please, just someone stop. Someone adapt please. Bone. I, I don't even think Bone is that good. Like At this point, I just want them to have it. I just, yeah, I'm like, people love Bone, and I just want them to have a win because, like, they just keep getting, for decades now, getting dragged yeah, around. Literally. Like, I'm going to make a Bone series. And they're like, yeah, I love Bone. And, and like, the worst oh. part, we talked about this for the Nickelodeon episode when mm-hmm. um, Klesky Chupo team got canned uh, from their previous stuff for Nickelodeon. is like, animators? Like, it takes a long time to get an animated project done. Like, mm-hmm. years. Uh, so, like, when you land, like, who I don't, we don't know who's on the Bone team. We don't know how many people they hired. We don't know anything. But, like, even if it was just someone that was, like, they're, like, I'm going to do backgrounds. Like, you drop, like, for Bone, for Netflix, you're dropping everything else. Yeah. Like, everything else is, like, sorry, other projects. I'm going to do background storyboards for Bone on Netflix. This is it. This is my, yeah. like, I'm done. That is a big project. It's a one of like the most prolific like graphic novels. It was like out before like there was like the big boom of like graphic novels for younger mm-hmm. readers. And like that's a project that you you drop everything and you go. Like mm-hmm. and so people did. And now 
they've lost they don't have their they had like union jobs they had like well-paying like regular gigs Mm -hmm. it's gone like Mm -hmm. they they can't go get those back they're gone so so we'll see i hope someone uh with more resources than we currently have can like round up people for interviews and talk to other sources because i saw some like i saw some like journalists tweeting about their just experience working with netflix overall and some Mm -hmm current netflix employee saying like i'm gonna talk to them because that doesn't sound like what they tell us that journalists get so yeah something something's going on and i'm sure someone with like resources and connections there is talking to people to figure out like what is netflix up to do we want to take bets if namona is going to get canceled again (laughs) (laughs) we have to be careful our powers are too strong Well, that lady did say I was psychic, so <laughs> oh, oopsies. Man, if Namona gets canceled again, uh, it's my fault. They're, they're fucking calling, coming for us. <laughs> is it? Is it NH Stevenson now? Yeah, um, yeah. NH is gonna come to my house and personally break down my door and be like, "What did you do?" <laughs> Jesus. Be like, "Wow, I'm a big fan of yours. What did you do? What did you do?" <laughs> Well, I think that's oh, the news. God. That's news. <laughs> Brenda, I demand you tell me what we're talking about. Um, okay, so we're going to go on a little journey first before I tell you exactly what I'm talking about. Um, because I went on a, a, an emotional journey that I did not expect. I expected to do a little aside at the beginning to try to throw you off the scent of what this actual topic is. Mm-hmm. And surprise, I found something kind of interesting. <laughs> so Incredible. <I'm> gonna- <laughs> That's how this that's how this show always works. Exactly. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat and begin. <clears throat> the year is 1946. Oh fuck. <laughs> We're going way back. It's 1946. Bozo, who had come to be known as the world's most famous clown, makes his debut as the narrator for a children's storytelling record back when that wasn't done. <laughs> Not only was this one of the first read-along audio releases as the record was packaged with a full-color storybook, it sold 8 million copies in 1946. That's a lot for 1946. Yeah, like, no one has any money. War just ended. Like, um, so, like, it was so successful that they, like, spun him off into his own show in 1949. So, if you Mm -hmm. don't know everyone, youngins... Hopefully over 18, because this podcast is 18 plus. So if you're under 18, get out right now. Bozo the Clown so- is... <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry to disrupt you so early. No, go ahead. <laughs> I enjoy the idea of you calling people, like, if you didn't know, youngins, as if we were alive in 1949. I know. <laughs> I guess I don't, Prince is like, I don't know about you, Austin, but I'm, I have been here for a very long time. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, I'm an ageless being. <laughs> I believe it. They they're pretty at them roll. Uh <laughs> as someone who's been around them in person, um <laughs> definitely definitely takes your breath away with their beauty. Oh my goodness. So, fun fact, the person who first portrayed Bozo the Clown was Pinto Colvig. Austin, That's not do a you know real name? <laughs> it is an alias, but it's the name that he went Got by. <laughs> No, I don't know who that is. He's the original voice of Goofy. Oh. And Pluto. <laughs> but mostly Goofy. <laughs> no, Goofy's not a dog who voices Goofy. Well, 
the guy who also, they also voices voice the, the dog. dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. the Bozo Show was started in L.A. It was mm-hmm. a circus-themed variety show, which was really popular during the time, and it had a live audience full of children. And people would, like, line up all, like, down the street and, like, try- fight for tickets. Like, people – this was so popular. People wanted this. Mm-hmm. So because it was so popular, they decided to, like, license it out to other cities so other cities – and other countries could have their own versions. Um, so, like, Detroit had their own version. Flint had their own version. Um, my mom was in the audience for a taping. Um, There's versions in Brazil and Mexico and Thailand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. fun fact, Austin, mm-hmm. there was one in Grand Rapids. <laughs> huh. Neat. The Grand Rapids I- version ran until 1999. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. We could have been at that. I know it's like I wasn't. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know Grand Rapids existed until I was about to go away to college. <laughs> yeah, there was a. I don't know if the Detroit one was still going because most of them stopped in like the eighties. There was mm-hmm. one in particular in Washington D.C. that only ran for three years, but there was a man named Willard Scott who played Bozo in that version. Mm-hmm. And after his contract was up, he was contacted by a certain red and yellow themed fast food hamburger joint that was oh in need God. of a mascot. Austin, can you guess what the theme of this week is? Are we actually talking about Ronald McDonald and not <laughs> yeah. Not just Ronald McDonald. We're talking about McDonald Land, Ronald McDonald's uh... home. <laughs> Austin? Yeah. This got weird. <laughs> this episode got really weird. I I don't you, you you it's about clowns. I don't know what what else what did you what did you want, Brenda? Did you want it to be something normal? <laughs> I was ready for the clowns. I was like I was like McDonaldland would be really cool subject cuz like what happened to it? Where's mm-hmm. Ronald? What's up with the the time they made the hamburger sexy? Like <laughs> I had questions, and there was something big in this story I was not ready for, and had never heard of previously to this. Impeccable. Yes. So we're going to fast forward to the 60s. Marketing. (laughs) Professional Foley work. It's the 60s. Marketing. Marketing. um, Marketers have discovered that marketing directly to children is incredibly lucrative and successful. Oh, damn. Uh, Them cartoons worked. Yeah, this is before, like, the whole 80s, like, oh, G.I. Joe, bye, 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 Mm -hmm. like, that sort of thing. They're just like, we can make a cereal mascot and create this world around this cereal mascot that the kids will be invested in and also want to eat Frosted Flakes and be Tony the Tiger's best friend. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so, upon seeing this McDonald's, like, this is genius. Could we, like, this is before the Happy Meal. So, like, kids aren't really going to McDonald's. Very often, and they're like, how can we get kids to come to McDonald's? And they're like, a clown, for sure. This is it, a clown. Um, Mm -hmm. The hamburger-loving clown Ronald McDonald made his first debut in 1963. Um, This started as, like, a local franchisee in D.C. Heard that Willard Scott was freshly out of a job from having to leave Bozo the Clown because it got canceled because no one liked that version. Um, (laughs) Which one did he work for? Um, the one in Washington, D.C. Oh, you said that. That's right. Yeah. No worries. Um, the most popular version of Bozo, by the way, was the one in Chicago, which was the second longest, or was the longest running um, version of the show and is like the most popular. And it's the Chicago version in particular that like the character of Krusty the Clown was based on. Mm. 
Not that the guy who played Bozo did any of that stuff. He was actually like very wholesome from what I was watching. Um, he like would <laughs> never did, let kids. I tell you, like, don't worry. He don't didn't worry, do that. Was- and I was like, I don't. You said it was for kids. I don't think people would have gone for that. Yeah, it's like you know he made sure that kids never would have seen him like out of his costume ever. So like the realism could be like maintained. And he just like loved like acting and he loved the job and. Um, and then when I, w- I was watching like a mini documentary of it and they were talking to his son and his son just started crying like as, wow. as an adult. And I was like, oh, my God, I went down a rabbit hole. It was really wild. But um, so the DC version didn't last very long. Most people were watching like Chicago one and at that point. So Willard Scott is out of a job and he gets hired by this local um, DC mm-hmm. McDonald's chain to be a mascot. And it's debated who exactly designed the first iteration of the character because Willard Scott says that he sat down and designed it while McDonald's is kind of like, eh, who knows? Mm-hmm. We, it belongs to us. So mm-hmm. does it matter? Like mm-hmm. the first version of. <laughs> <laughs> it took me all the process. The fact that it's like, I drew it. McDonald's. I don't fucking care. It's my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is it's like. our character. A very company answer. Who designed it? I don't fucking know and I don't care. The check clears. I don't shut up. You trying to steal it? (laughs) So the first version of Ronald McDonald is um, a mess. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's like a clown. But he's got, yeah, you've seen it. He's got like the food tray on his head and then he has like a McDonald's cup on his nose and he just looks like (laughs) he's a mess. He's like a garbage man. He like, crawled out of the garbage like hey kids you want some mcdonald's i'm the garbage clown i got (laughs) roll around in the garbage garbage. (laughs) mcdonald's saw promise in this character and the potential to like roll him out to their wider audience around the country but they immediately acknowledged that like this garbage version was not going to work and he Mm -hmm. needed some a little pizzazz uh, so they got another famous clown at the time because apparently in the 60s there were mm-hmm. multiple famous clowns people. This is pre-it. So you maybe people weren't scared of clowns back then. But mm-hmm. there was another famous clown named Coco the Clown that they hired to do a redesign on Ronald McDonald in 1966. And that's the character we know of today. Huh. And he hasn't changed that much since then. Like... It's essentially yeah. the same exact design from 1966. Like, mm-hmm. as a design, that's incredibly solid. Like, most characters, like Mickey Mouse, his whole whole pizzazz, his whole pizzazz. I don't know why I'm saying pizzazz today. His, his whole, whole pizzazz. His whole jam has changed. He was, like, this little, like, scurrying, like, rat. And now he's like, oh, <laughs> hi. Like, like I said, this was inspired by serial commercials because serial commercials at the time had like an episodic nature. So you had to watch multiple serial commercials to find out, does Lucky the Leprechaun get his Lucky Charms back? Does mm. Toucan Sam find the secret Fruit Loop? Who knows? You'll have to watch out and also eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> People love Ronald McDonald. They're like, cool, neat. How could we bring this to another level? So they hire a marketing firm in Chicago called Needham, Harper, and Steers to build a cast of additional characters for Ronald to interact with. So like, I'm trying to think of serial mascots. I think Tony the Tiger has a wife or had a wife back then and some little <laughs> kittens. <laughs> and, like, Toucan Sam has... There's the little toucans who are his nephews? Yeah, there's, like, nephews. They went the nephew route, which is very popular yeah. for cartoons. So Toucan Sam doesn't canonically fuck. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. It's just Toucan Sam's sibling. 
yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. So serial mascots had like a cast of characters that they interacted with. And so they wanted the same thing for Ronald. Um, seems pretty innocent enough, right? Like, <laughs> and then they got the most unhinged characters. <laughs> yeah. Each one is more unhinged than the last. And there's like a weird reason for that. I'll get to pretty soon. Um, Needham, Harper, and Steers had previously done advertising campaigns for companies like mm-hmm. Morton Salt, and then they had mm-hmm. done cereal campaigns for General Mills before. So, like, mm-hmm. this seems like a match made in heaven. These people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So in 1971, the world would be introduced to McDonaldland, which is a bustling high fantasy world filled with talking trees, like apple pie trees, and like little cheeseburger patch full of cheeseburgers that could talk to you, and like other whimsical McDonald-themed inhabitants um, that live in this. like a nightmare. It looks like a nightmare. I watched a lot of McDonald's Land commercials. And let me tell you, my God. <laughs> it sounds like a fever dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> it looks like a fever dream. It's like, have you seen the original version of the Hamburglar, Austin? Maybe. Let's see. Look. <laughs> Hamburglar original. I'm also looking oh. this up. So I can direct you to, so you see, like, the first couple results are like, okay, that's the hamburger. That's, that's the guy I know and tolerate. Like, and then you kind of scroll down. Pirate motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, that's Captain Crook. (laughs) Okay, good. Not the hamburger. Understood. (laughs) No, there was a separate pirate. Um, Funnily enough, the, um, the hamburger was originally known as the Lone Jogger. (laughs) <laughs> the lone jogger? Okay, here's a good example of how Wait, hellish the... Is this this one from 1971? I think so, yes. Does he look the grumpy like, old hamburger? Like, he's got the big nostrils and the yes. teeth. Yes. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, gu- hey, guys. Do you know what I'm you a- drew? <laughs> a horror. <laughs> I have a specific thing I need to find a picture of to show you. Oh, here he um, is with this shirt that says Lone Jogger. That's his is first a, appearance. Is he a gunman? What? <laughs> He's kind of based on the Lone Ranger, which I think is like what the Lone Jogger kind of spun out of. But uh, here's a picture I need you to see. I'm going to save this image to my downloads folder. And I'm going to go into Messenger oh real quick. God. Just gonna and then. All right, I'm sending you the image. What is this hamburger tumbler sexy man? Oh, we're gonna get to the hamburger tumbler sexy man in a little bit. Oh That's no! Weird. Do you see this? Okay, <laughs> Austin, do you know what you're looking at? Can you parse what I've just sent you? I am looking at like a slender man hamburger. <laughs> Okay. It's also it's to make it worse. It's t posing. So imagine it's a, if you would tall Austin, skinny. It's a swing set. It's a oh no! It's it a is. swing set. Do you see it? What I have just sent Austin is why a picture. They, why? why of a very tall hamburger <laughs> with his arms outstretched like he's been crucified, and two swings um swinging from his arms. And this is the most horrific thing. <laughs> I've seen it's they thought the kids would be excited to see this I don't know what was going on in the 60s or this is the 70s at this point this but this is it's so much 
<laughs> I don't know all about that equal rights amendment, but we got a Hamburglar swing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So 1971. We've already talked about a couple of the characters who arrived, but additional ones were Officer Big Mac. He's, he's a Big Mac <laughs> cop. An article I wrote said, <laughs> ACAB, all cops are burgers when talking about. <laughs> I was like, fuck, stop it. <laughs> and so he's a, he's a Big Mac cop. He's, his head is a Big Mac. And then you have Mayor McCheese. Who's the mayor I know of McDonaldland? Yeah, I know he's... Mayor McCheese because he stuck around for a bit. Well, he didn't. And what, I'll explain that in a little bit. But oh. Mayor McCheese also has a burger for a head. And he's also a mayor. This will become important later. Don't forget this. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> Fucking text pops up. Austin will remember that. <laughs> for later. <laughs> Don't forget. Grimace. Who, in his initial appearance, was a villain and also had four arms and liked to steal milkshakes. So, I knew he was a villain, and that was where that, that I was like, yeah, that ended. no. <laughs> I watched the trailer, and I was like, the list is horrifying, and I hate it, and I never want to see Grimace ever again. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the Mad Professor, who is a professor. That's pr- pretty much it. Captain Crook, <laughs> who is a pirate. Hamburglar. The Fry Kids. We know them. They're those little weird... Pom-poms with legs. Oh, yeah. They are also a nightmare. Yeah, they're everything's a nightmare. The apple pie trees. There was, like, filet fish fish that swam in the water. It was it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's, like, a lot of, like, other characters this time that didn't quite stand the test of time. And I really quickly want to call... Ca- ca- I really quickly want to talk about Uncle... Um, oh, <laughs> Grimace's Whatever uncle. Whatever you're going to say is going to be an absolute... <laughs> <laughs> this is his whole even, episode as a nightmare. I can't even say it. It's so stupid. <laughs> Grimace's uncle, mm-hmm. Uncle O'Grimacy, who is a quote unquote Irish themed green version of Grimace, who was introduced in 1975 in order to promote the Shamrock Shake. That was hold, the hard no, to hold say. On. Hold on, 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 hold on. <laughs> So are you right now, hold on, are you right now telling me that Grimace is meant to promote the shakes? Yes, and then his uncle, Uncle O'Grimacy, because I guess Grimace's name is Grimace Grimacy, I don't quite know what's happening <laughs> like, here. Are they establishing that he's Irish because he's O'Grimacy instead of Grimacy? Oh, yeah, he's, let me paint a word picture, he's green, let me make sure I'm painting an accurate word picture. Oh, Grimacy, <laughs> Uncle. Oh, Grimacy. No, I got it. I'm. I'm you looking at it. Does it? it you just, see him? He's, he's green. He's he's standing there. He's got the shake. He's got a shamrock shake. He's got a little wooden cane. Yep. And then he's got a vest. Oh God! That, there's a live action <laughs> clip. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, there is. He's oh. got a vest. And little shamrocks on it. Um, and he's just kind of a horror, I think. There's a rumor that goes around that he was used as a, uh, a mascot by the IRA, <laughs> which ties back to an Onion article, so that's not true. So I just would like to set the record straight. <laughs> he was never, never used. Uh, hey, don't worry. There are people who want Uncle Grimacy to come back. My God. 
last <laughs> year people were on uh Reddit doing concept art for For a new Grimacy. For an Uncle and Grimacy pop vinyl, and there are a bunch of people in here like, oh my god, please, and be like, oh, this isn't real. Yeah, I, okay, I see picture of the concept art for the pop vinyl. Oh my goodness. People, there's, people love every character. Someone out there stands every character that you know. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't make that. That would have been a perfect pop for Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, that would have perfect? been pretty... <laughs> per- per- perfect? <laughs> Because he's green, Austin. Do you, don't you see he's green? And I'm losing my mind. Please continue. He could be flocked, so he's fuzzy. There's a lot of potential here. Please. <laughs> so that's just one character who was kind of introduced into this canon in order to um, show off a McDonald's, a new McDonald's product that they've created. <laughs> so people love these characters, which. Nowadays, we're like, um, excuse me, the fuck? Like, yeah. uh, toy company Remco, who was, like, known for, like, making, like, a lot of DC action figures. Not high-quality ones, but ones people <laughs> they liked, made nonetheless. Them. They made them. They made them on a lot of characters. <laughs> so, they released a set of action figures in 1976. Um, the characters would appear in the Ice Capades in 1973. Please remember this for later. This is important. They appeared in books and comics. Um, and then there was even the the outdoor play place that we've already discussed a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. that was introduced during this time. Because mm-hmm. in this era, there's no indoor like tube slide play places. So they introduced an mm. outdoor area with the um, the Hamburglar swings and the Grimace <laughs> cage cage attraction in which it's shaped like Grimace and it has bars and you shake it. But according to the commercial, it's very safe. how worried would you be if you watched a commercial for like a car and they're like don't worry it's very safe why did you you say it like that i think that it's not very safe (laughs) don't worry it's very safe wait why wouldn't it be safe please trust us it's safe (laughs) looking at it like the kids like shake it around like ah it's like it's the way you told me when i didn't ask you I didn't need you to verify that it was safe, but you did. So now I'm thinking that it's unsafe. <laughs> like, <laughs> So it seems as if these characters are here to stay. They're appearing in tons of commercials and like inside of the restaurants now. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. Everything's going great. Then everything falls apart. <laughs> yeah. As that's how the show works with the hour mark. Everything has to go to shit. Exactly. So let's rewind a little bit. Need him, Harper, and Steers, searching for some inspiration, initially reached out to um, children's programming legends Sid and Marty Croft, who we have discussed before. Um, but in case you didn't know, Sid and Marty Croft were instrumental in creating weird children's shows in the 60s that were so incredibly popular they got their own indoor theme park that lasted six months, I think. <laughs> they've won awards because they've been so involved in children's programming over the years. Like, they were... I think working on a show like as recently as like 2018 on Nickelodeon. And this was in the 60s, so this is like the height of their popularity. Mm-hmm. And they've just rolled out a new show um, called HR Puffin Stuff. And oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> HR, show. Yeah. HR Puffin Stuff is about an island called the Living Island and this little boy whose name I did not write down. And <laughs> um, he has to like keep this magical flute away from this evil witch on this island. <laughs> And there you go. Everything, everything on the island is alive, and everything on the island is horrifying. 
Um, Austin, at this time, I would like to ask you and our audience to look up a picture of HR Puff and stuff. HR Puff and stuff. Why have I've looked at this before? Why did, the last time we talked about it? We looked at this in the um, theme park, indoor theme park episode yeah. where I talk about yeah. the their failed indoor theme park. Wait. Because I need you to now bring up a, a wait, picture yeah, wait, of wait, Mayor wait, McCheese. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. <laughs> I need you to bring up a picture of Mayor McCheese. Guess what? I don't have to. Someone's already done this. Someone's already done this. And that's because of something I'm going to be getting to very soon. So everything on this island is alive. There's like living trees, which is a little similar to the apple pie trees. And then you have H.R. Puff and stuff, who is the mayor of the living island, who is a little similar to Mayor McCheese, maybe. Um, So initially, the... um, the marketing firm in charge of creating McDonaldland had -hmm. approached Sid and Marty Croft to talk about doing a collaboration with McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And so they exchanged like six phone calls with the the brothers and like talked Mm -hmm. about like concepts and like, um, like what they would do and how they would do it. Mm -hmm. And then Sid and Marty are informed that the collaboration has been canceled. But... In reality, Needham, Harper, and Steers never intended to go through with the Croft collaboration. And they also (laughs) hired away some of their employees, such as a prolific costume designer and one of their star voice actors. Dirty. So, needless to say, the Crofts sued. (laughs) (laughs) Because McDonaldland is so similar to the Living Island. And then you have, like, Mary McCheese and H.R. Puff and stuff who are, like, very similar, not in just that they're mayors, but in the the style and design of their yeah. boots. Big head, little body, a little sash across their chest. Like, um, you wouldn't be able to tell, like, if you looked at these two characters, you're like, something's very similar. Like, they feel like they're created by the same person, mm-hmm. you know? But Sid and Marnie had nothing to do with it. So, Oof. <laughs> hmm. 1971, Croft Sue. Um, there's this bitter legal battle in 1973, the Crofts end up winning the case and are awarded $50,000 from McDonald's, but that's not enough. They want more for their damages. Yeah, there's no way that's enough. How much money McDonald's no. must have by now? Exactly. They appealed the case and continue to attack McDonald's for damages. Um, so I previously mentioned that the McDonaldland characters were featured in the Ice Capades in 1973. Mm-hmm. And I said that was important, and that's because initially... That Ice Capades was supposed to be H.R. Puff and Stuff themed. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Damn. <laughs> to this day, I, I know Mayor McCheese. I know my, I know H.R. Puff and Stuff only in my nightmares. I feel like people only talk about H.R. Puff and Stuff when they're like, Oh, look at all the drug iconography. It was the 60s. <laughs> Blah. Weed. And it's like, okay, well... There was really some really cool puppetry going on here on a very small budget, and they showed that like children's shows could be, um, could be like, like large kind of productions like this. But whatever, talk about weed. Just remember <laughs> weed. weed. I don't care. <laughs> so the cross began to attack the character of Mayor McCheese specifically for his similarities to HR Puff and stuff. Mm-hmm. The documentation from the appeals court said this on the matter: Puff and stuff wears what only can be described as a yellow and green dragon suit with a blue cummerbund <laughs> from which hangs a medal which says Mayor McCheese. Oh, wait, which says Mayor. Period. <laughs> it's like, Sorry, it's, this is written very obtusely. Which says Mayor, period. McCheese wears a version of pink formal dress 
quote-unquote tails, he has a typical diplomat sash on which is written mayor, the Mm -hmm. M consisting of the McDonald's trademark of an M made of golden arches, to which the response to this was, we do not believe the ordinary reasonable person, let alone a child viewing viewing these works, will even notice that Puffin Stuff is wearing a cummerbund while Mayor McCheese is wearing a diplomat sash. Wow. And that's what it comes down to, is that, like, especially children to whom these are marketing can't tell the difference between Asian Puff and stuff or any of Sid and Marty Croft's like other works that are similar and McDonald land because they're that similar to each other. Huh? So in the end, the Crofts were awarded over $1 million for their hey, troubles. And em. the McDonald's certain McDonald's land characters had to be phased out. Um, and while I couldn't find a definitive list of like what characters were phased out, I think we mm-hmm. can take a pretty um a pretty accurate guess <laughs> that it was Mayor McCheese, mm-hmm. <laughs> Officer Big Mac, Captain Crook, and the Professor. And yeah, um, you don't know, like I know like I know those characters, but I guess they weren't in commercials. I don't know how I know them. They were in some marketing up until 1985, but after that, they were just gone. Like, I must so, have seen old shit around my house. Yeah, it's like, I feel like they were present in the decorations of some older McDonald's, like, inside. Because, like, mm, I'd seen them, too. That's what it was. Um, I had some McDonald's stuff that had them on it. And it's like, I don't know where this came from because I was born in 1991. So why do we yeah, have same. McDonald's toys from before that? And if why I do can, I recognize? They were getting yeah. away with it, probably. No, it's, ni- it's like the 90s. People don't have, like, internet to, like, spread that yeah. quickly. Yeah. So they might have still been, like, rolling out, like, stuff they had already previously planned and mm-hmm. just kept going. Um, and then additionally, like, the setting of McDonaldland itself was also gradually phased out. As, like, the years mm-hmm. progressed, it became, like, more cartoony, less, like, the kind of more realistic style of, like, the Sid and Marty Croft stuff. So it's, like, had more rounder edges. Or the characters appeared in the real world interacting with real kids again. So. Yeah. Even as McDonaldland is, like, kind of, like, starting to be phased out a little bit, the characters are still immensely popular. So the ones that are left are, like, Grimace is still there. Ron McDonald is still there. Hamburglar Hamburglar is still there. <laughs> um, Hamburglar has a major uh, remake, redo, <laughs> yeah. redesign during this period to not look like an absolutely horrifying, terrifying old man. And he's just a menace now. <laughs> <laughs> And then an additional character was added in the 80s to promote McDonald's breakfast menu. Austin, do you know which character this is? It's the bird, right? It's the bird. Birdie, the early bird. I was waiting for her. (laughs) She came in like pretty late. So she was designed to advertise the breakfast menu, which was new at the time. And then after her, the Nugget Buddies were introduced, which are those little chicken nuggets that you could get around Halloween time and dress up. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. The yeah, little chicken nuggets. I, yeah. I didn't like that I couldn't eat them. Uh, chicken nuggets, chicken McNuggets did not taste good around this time. <laughs> I don't think people know that chicken McNuggets tasted bad <laughs> at one point. I don't think anyone has any idea because I didn't know they started tasting good because I just haven't gone back. Yeah, they have started tasting, they taste a lot different. I'm like, okay, I'll eat a chicken McNugget now. But like when I was a kid, I was. They were like rubber. Spongy. They were, I would like, I ate them as a kid, and then I got to a point where I was old enough where I was like, this is bad. Yeah, I was like, I just simply don't want these. So, I probably when I started cheeseburger. eating like real food. Yeah. It's like when you're a kid, your parents will just get you like the chicken nuggets, and you're like, okay, I eat this. And then eventually it's like, I can choose to have a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to eat these sponge 
chicken nuggets. We know McDonald Land because it kind of still existed. Mm-hmm. There were some video games that were released during this time. There were, um, in 1998, Klasky Chupo, which you talked about earlier. Klasky mm-hmm. Chupo released as the first VHS of the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. Oh my god, um, it was such a nightmare. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. Um, <laughs> I had all car- of them. I was like, that's yeah. why I know McDonald Land is the cartoon they made that you could only get at McDonald's. And oh, oh man, uh... <laughs> you can find them to watch on YouTube because they only exist in VHS unless you have a VHS yep. player. And like the last time I looked on Amazon, the Legend of Grimace episode, which is the best one, was forty bucks. Oh my god! So I've only seen the first one, which was the Halloween, like the Spooky House one. Ah, uh, like, that's the only one I've seen. So there's a one that's the Legend of Grimace Island, which is a whole time. <laughs> does Does Uncle O'Grimacy show up? No, or else I would have known Uncle <laughs> Uh, at least I don't remember Uncle Grimacy. I feel like I couldn't forget that. Yeah, like maybe they like he was still like they didn't have him be like green. They were like he's still purple, but he has the vest. <laughs> like, um, there were six forty-minute specials that released from nineteen ninety-eight to two thousand one. These also introduced the character of Sunday, the dog. Oh right, Ronald McDonald's dog Sunday, which I've I've mentioned before, and I don't remember when I mentioned Sunday, but let me just say that Sunday is a horrific creature and yes (laughs) i'm frightened of him he's like the worst design for a dog i think that could possibly exist because he's a clown and he's a dog but he's not shaped like a dog he's shaped like a classy like target has that dog that kids like what if we had a dog cool that's a great idea kids love dogs that's and that's where it ended there was no more thought They were just like, Klasky Chupo, please design what you think a dog looks like. And if you ever watched a Klasky Chupo cartoon, they don't know what a dog looks like. You can't just like leave this in their hands and be like, draw a dog and make kids like it. You know, because they're trying to like combat like the whole fear of clowns thing at this point because it mm-hmm. is out at this point. Oh, yeah. People are scared of clowns now. And it's like, Ronald is usually the one exception, usually, but... Mm-hmm. People aren't really jazzed about clowns, so give him a dog, because the kids will love him, because the kids love dogs. Oh god, not like that. (laughs) Not like that. What have you done? What is that? (laughs) What's wild, too, is, like, the cartoon had, like, real people on it. At the beginning, Uh, yes. Like, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, Kevin Michael Richardson was Grimace. Um (laughs) What do people know him? Uh, Simpsons? <laughs> Let's see. Kevin. Michael. He Richardson. is the, uh, the, what's the doctor? I don't remember the He's the doctor name. on the Simpsons. Yeah. That's like probably the main place people know him from. Um, oh, Kevin. Kevin Michael Richardson is the voice of Gantu in at least Lilo and Stitch. Oh. In the movie. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you you know you know that voice you know yes. that shark shark man yeah he, everyone knows he voices grimace. Yes, that's grimace. <laughs> uh, my last thing about the cartoon that's wild is just so the last special of the cartoon is like Scottish themed. They're like looking for the Loch Ness monster or something, if I remember right. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Grimacey doesn't show up. I mean, he's Irish, not Scottish, Austin. <laughs> You know what? I don't think they know the difference. <laughs> I think it's just a perfect time to introduce a, a mascot character, and they decidedly didn't, so they are done with Uncle O'Grimacy. He's a, he's dead. <laughs> he died. 
died. He died. <laughs> he died as he lived. Delivered. <laughs> Delivering Shamrock Chase. What is Grimace? Please, please continue. I. What is what is Grimace? I've heard that he's a taste bud, but when I went to the McDonald Land wiki page, they didn't say that fact. So it's up for debate. <laughs> I've heard taste bud. I know the big rumor when I was a kid was he was a chicken nugget. Uh, yeah, I remember that. But like, he promoted the sh- he was originally the shake one. Yeah, he loves shakes. That's I, like, his whole thing. I like can't wrap my head around that because they like they didn't do that with us when we were kids. They 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 weren't really like trying to push the shakes on kids. I feel like the shakes became no. like an adult thing, and they're like, well, adults are just gonna fucking buy it because they're already at McDonald's with their kids anyway. I barely knew that McDonald's had shakes. Like the only no. time I cared about them having shakes was when it was the Shamrock Shake, which Uncle Grimacy did not deliver to me. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be. I need you to imagine as a child seeing a green grimace. Would you really have thought I want that? Yeah, like <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> McDonald's is so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the cartoon the end of Mc- the McDonald? I feel like that's the last thing to do with McDonald Land is the cartoon, right? Yeah, it's really the beginning of the end because, like. In the early 2000s, McDonald introduced the I'm Loving It campaign. So they were kind of like at a crossroads. They were like, they were losing money during that time period. Like McDonald's was not doing very good in the early 2000s. So they were like, how do we, yeah. How do we um, rebuild our image in order to make people come here again? Because Super Size Me had been out, right? Yeah, Super Size Me comes out in 2004. And they'd already been kind of thinking, like, how do we rebrand? Like, what do we do? And then Super Size Me comes out and they're like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> we can't do that we've anymore. Run of, we've run out of time. we got to go. And they're like, all right, well, we lean into the I'm Loving It campaign. And then we, like, redo all of our restaurants so they don't look like they're targeting towards kids anymore. And, like, oh, man, oh, man, we got to get rid of the McDonald land, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they lose their partnership with Disney and they get rid of the super size thing and they're like, okay, all right, hopefully that works. So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what happened in McDonald's land. Nowadays, you can kind of still see some of the characters in like McDonald's that have not been renovated, which mm-hmm. nowadays is becoming fewer and fewer and fewer McDonald's. Yeah. There's a Twitter called Non-Standard McDonald's that like documents like what McDonald's in the country have not been renovated yet. Because mm-hmm. in the 90s and I think in the 80s as well, McDonald's got really bananas with. Oh, yeah. Because um, franchisees could do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So they could build a solid gold McDonald's or they could build a McDonald's that looked like a building in Italy. <laughs> like my So my McDonald's growing up was a McDonald's that was themed as if you were going into an Elvis Presley museum. Oh my god, Austin. So was mine. <laughs> who the fuck? We have a new mystery. Who the fuck was buying McDonald's in Michigan that did that? Why was that? A- he's, he's, is he from here? He's not from here, right? He's not from here. That's the thing. He's never, I don't know if he's ever been here. And like, <laughs> we're like, so where you grew up and where I grew up is like an hour and a half away from... <laughs> It's not close. Wait, there's not even a direct highway from my from my hometown no. to yours. No. So like I've I've been trying to find pictures of this McDonald's that I grew up with so I can submit it to non-standard McDonald's because it hasn't been documented. I cannot find any pictures of it. Had this did you did yours have the big white Elvis statue right in the yes. middle? Oh my god, who did this? Who was this freak who did this? Who 
okay, it had to be the same owner, right? Who like really like yeah, it absolutely oh, it had, had to, to be. be. Hey, if anyone else here is listening yeah. from anywhere in the Midwest, who knows how deep this goes? Yeah. Please let us know if you know who this <laughs> this little freak was. Who was like, what if Elvis McDonald's? Yeah, so like some characters are still like visible, like. A lot of locations are getting their play places removed, so, like, that's mm-hmm. going away. They're still present in, like, the toys that are – at least last time I ch- – like, when I worked in McDonald's, the toys for, like, children under three were still McDonald Land themed. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, those cookie packs. And I cannot for the life of me remember why you get a cookie pack, but they're mm-hmm. there, and they're McDonald Land characters. What does the cookie – do you order the cookie pack? Am I supposed to just give you the cookie – is it a freebie? <laughs> does it come in a Happy Meal? What is the cookie pack? Why are they there? <laughs> like, oh yeah. So yeah, the characters kind of like haven't really appeared. Ronald McDonald hasn't really appeared recently, um, mm-hmm. especially like after 2010 when like the um, anti fast food kind of thing ramped mm-hmm. up again. And so like when these characters did make appearances, like after the 2000s, it was mostly like in commercials geared towards adults. So you'd have like. Mm-hmm. Um, Grimace, I don't know, doing whatever. I think the most prolific example of this is in 2015, the Hamburglar was hot. And he was yeah, played by what a is, real man. What? Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. know that happened. And I'm uncomfortable. When I saw those pictures, I wasn't okay. Just, so now him and Ronald are a re- real man. Yeah, so like, Hamburglar is now not just a person in a costume. He's a real man. He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> The lore is that he quit stealing hamburger hamburg fuck hamburgers. He quit stealing himself. He quit stealing hamburgers. He like hung up the the cape and the tie and every not the cape the coat and the tie and everything. And he like moved to the suburbs and married a woman Wait. and had no, kids. No, 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 had no. Kids. Yes, Austin. Yes, Austin. The hamburger fucks. <laughs> Why do so many things are like, they grew up, they understood what they needed to do, and they started fucking immediately. Yeah, so he's got kids. He, like, decides he's going to do one more heist for the, um, the what what was it? The one-third pounder sirloin burger from 2015. And so he, like, goes into his garage and, like, puts on the suit. And his kid shows up and he's like, Dad, what are you doing? And he's like, Robbo, Robbo. <laughs> No. And he steals the burger. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then Grimace was sure? in the Super Bowl commercial last year. No. Was it was very brief. It was like everyone, the whole commercial is just like people being like rolling up to the menu and being like, uh, mm. like not knowing what they wanted to order. So like they, they had Grimace do that animated. Mm-hmm. Voiced by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> wow. All right. Kanye West is also in that commercial, which is unfortunate. <laughs> That's a lot of things you just told me. I know. It was a lot researching it. I'm like, how do I parse this into a coherent <laughs> script altogether? And that's it. That's McDonald's. <laughs> that's all of McDonald's forever. Yeah. And I thought about mentioning, and I feel like I have to mention it. I have to mention Mac tonight. Who, up until researching this, I did not realize was a hate symbol. So that was Wait, fun. What? Yeah, that was fun to find out because I liked Mac Tonight, but here we are. What is Mac so, Tonight? Mac Tonight is a character from the 80s 
who was created by a licensee in California in order to promote eating dinner at the restaurant. So people weren't eating dinner at McDonald's. They were getting like lunch. So they were like, how do we get people to eat dinner here? So they created this character who's like a lounge singer. Plays oh, the piano. yeah. I remember yeah. I went to McDonald's. I had one of them in it and I was afraid he, to eat. And so I left. Yeah. Because he's just like this guy. His head is a moon. And yeah. he's, he's a lounge singer. Fun fact. He's played by Doug Jones in the commercials. <laughs> Doug Jones does not voice him. Doug Jones is in the suit. Because no, like wait, 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 wait. Doug Jones is in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because that's what Doug Jones does. Like this was like his fourth role. He was like McDonald's hires him, like, we're gonna have you do like a series of commercials. You're gonna get in here, we're gonna put you in makeup, like a lot of makeup. Can you do that, Doug? And he's like, you know, wow. I'll try it out and we'll see. And um hopefully it won't become my entire career putting on lots of makeup. <laughs> They're like, why'd you say it like that? <laughs> yeah. And Lo, that would become his thing. But this was like wow. his first role that really catapulted him into this... getting like roles in Hocus Pocus <laughs> soon after and everything else he's done. Thanks, McDonald's. Thanks. Doug Jones appeared in 23 commercials as this character wow. over the span of three years. Yeah. Inspiration for this character was Max Headroom, which makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to explain what Max Headroom is because I don't mm. think I actually can. If you know, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. This character was introduced 1986. He, um, dinner sales went up by 10%, which in business stuff is very significant. So they're like, cool. Yeah. 1,500 people plus lined up to meet a guy in a <laughs> Max Tonight suit. Like, why? And this is the 80s. Like, now I feel like that's pretty, like, normal. Like, you'd be like, oh, I gotta go see Captain America. And it's just a guy in a Captain America costume. You need his. But this is just, like, a McDonald's mascot. (laughs) And this character is geared towards adults. He's not part of McDonald Land. He was never part of McDonald Land. This character was designed to appeal to adults. So these are adults who came to this event to come meet this character. What, what, what kind of fever? You know what? If I'm going to, I'm a, I guess if they did that and I was involved, I'd be like, yeah, sure. This is, uh, this is absurd. Yeah. It, it feels like very absurd. It's like, what? Oh, okay. I guess. So he was so popular. He was like on a NASCAR car, like on the side of a NASCAR car. And mm. there was like a, he had his own series of Happy Meal toys, which was like the only time mm-hmm. that it was kind of geared towards kids. And mm-hmm. then they built animatronics, as you've mentioned previously, and installed them in certain restaurants. And there is yeah. still one that is operating at the world's biggest McDonald's in Orlando, Florida, and which I have seen and which I always really liked. It, I thought it was a nightmare. You thought it was a nightmare. I was <laughs> smitten. <laughs> but then I learned the bad news. <laughs> Yeah, I... Yeah. This has been a whirlwind. This is a whirlwind for me, because I was like, I like this character. He's cool. I want to make sure to incorporate him in the McDonaldland um, episode. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the bottom, and it's like, he's a registered hate symbol. I'm like, I, is this a book? Has Jesus. Nani the fuck? So in 2008, <laughs> a bunch of fuckers decided to use him in, like, pretty much anti-everyone. You know, like, white supremacist mm. bullshit. You know, and they were like, I'm not going to say any details because I don't want to give them any platform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's, 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 yeah, there's that no sucks, saving man. it. 
They do they because they keep doing that shit to people. Yeah, stuff. it's very similar to the frog incident. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know, and I'm hopeful you yeah. know by now. But yeah, it's very similar to that, and it sucks because like I think he's really cool, and I can't enjoy him anymore. And yeah, yeah, rest rest in peace. And that that's <laughs> that's the end of that. Turns out life is just a fever dream. Thank you so much for listening and watching, but hopefully not watching, because that would mean that you knew where my house was and you're peeking in through the window right now. And I see you, Jerry. <laughs> Only I can do that. <laughs> no, Jerry, <Right>. stop running. <laughs> um, as the Hamburglar would say, <laughs> Rommel, Rommel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps you show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.